The year is 1092. The bustling port of Lambria hugs the west coast of Mithron. The port is the commercial hub for the nations of Lunalia, Lethansis, and Loron to do business with Mithron. People of all walks of life can be found in this market, from the Storm Guard of Lunalia to the Sages of Silvertris, and even the Pirates of Loron. The port stretches along the coast for a mile. The piers vary in sizes from small wooden platforms to large cobblestone slabs reaching out to larger vessels. The shoreline is shallow for hundreds of yards before it even starts to get knee-deep. This requires the unique long length of these piers, but also helps maintain some of the more delicate ones. Because Mithron is treated as a neutral provider of goods, this port town has been the site of many treaties for enemy factions. The most recent being two centuries ago when Rodana's conquest of Televashral was halted on the northern border. The dwarves of Calandria ventured out from their mountains and backed the weakened army of Televashral, vastly improving their odds and pushing the Rodanians back to their island. The Rodanian king himself ventured here to Lambria to meet with the dwarven forge master, who demanded that the Rodanians never step foot on the land of Televashral without invitation again. For the last 200 years, the Rodanians have honored that treaty, and nothing seems to be changing that either. Because of its historical significance with neighboring nations, Lambria has also built embassies from each nation, creating a diplomatic hub for the nations of Asus, including the ones of Solaria. Today, however, the sun shines softly on the port town. Clouds can be found sparsely floating through the air, the white noise of the market merchants and the street performers provides a peaceful, almost urban feel to this small, significant port town. And here in this market is where we find three adventurers, secretly carrying an artifact they know nothing about. Marin, Judet, and Hyle are treasure hunters who have ventured here from Ladreldon, the dwarven nation of Lunalia. There they found a stone door in a cave. They thought they had found the entrance to the lost mountain dwelling of the Ladreli dwarves, but instead they found a single empty chamber with this object on a pedestal. Covered in dust and wary of traps, it took time before recovering the object. Once removed from its pedestal, they placed it wrapped within their packs and ventured back to the western coast where a small port town rests to these brave treasure hunters. They then traveled by boat for three months to reach Lambria, where they hoped to receive their new fortune. The three of you have never been on Solaria before. The people of Mithron are known as the experts and master craftsmen of magical artifacts and weapons throughout Asus. There is an elegancy here in their craft that even the elves of Lothansis don't measure up to. But that leaves little room for them to focus on their towns and cities. For artisans that are measured up to such a high standard, their homes here in the town of Lambria are some of the lowest standard of cottages you have ever seen. The streets are partially stone, weaving from 5 to 10 feet in width not even wide enough for some carriages. Thick, loose mud hugs and smothers the sides of the cobblestone, showing large traffic in use. Something else you've never seen that then pops up around the corner of a building, a white tiger with purple stripes walks calmly through the streets with a dwarven rider atop. The tiger is as tall as a horse and his paws could cover a broad man's chest. Behind the dwarven rider are eight dwarves marching with their chest puffed out and chins high. They are dressed in heavy metal plated armor embedded with purple stones. They each carry a spear in their right hand and hug a small wooden chest under their left arm. You hear the rattling of what you assume is coin in the wooden boxes as they march along the cobblestone. 
and when you reach that corner they approach from, the bustling market of Lambraia appears in front of you. Large slabs of purple marble sit on one side of the path. Some older, burly human men are standing around it, pondering how they are going to move it. You see a group of women walking by, giggling with laughter after one of them whispers something under her breath. They're carrying baskets of fabrics and cloth. Two men in elegant robes stand in center of the path with pipes in hand, grumpily muttering nonsense to each other in some sort of argument about whose tobacco is t- in town is best. Kids run by pushing wooden wheels with a stick. A carriage rushes across the path from one alley to another, cutting you off. A man drives the carriage, while a woman happily holds a delicate linen in the wind. Another man runs after the carriage, barefoot and shirtless, screaming, Daisy! Daisy! Come back! I didn't mean to! The market starts to alter from small merchant tents and shacks to well-made shops. The three of you find a shop called Magnificent Mystics, painted a light blue with a burnt yellow door. A sign on the front says, buy, sell, and trade. You walk inside to find a middle-aged man in a brown vest lined with pockets that have small tools poking out of each one. A dirty, baggy white shirt with sleeves puffed and tight at the forearms is worn under the vest with dark blue pantaloons and sandals completing his attire. His eyes squint and then widen as daylight pours in then dampens at the three of you opening and closing the door. Then says... Ah, customers, customers, welcome, welcome, come in, come in. Around the room of the shop, you see amulets, jewelry, books, and weapons in glass cases hugging the walls. Paintings along the wall of different art styles decorate the room, and an incense perfumes the room with a unique scent that the three of you do not recognize. I am Dillman. I own this shop. It's a pleasure to meet you, Dillman. My name is Hyle. I'm Judette. I'm his sister. And I am Marin. Good to meet you, sir. Ah, well... Looks like you're carrying a box there. You looking to barter, sell? Depends if you're willing to pay or not. Well, let's take a look at that object then. Shall we? See what it's worth. You carry the box over to the counter, and you open up the box on the ground and pull the object out and place it on the glass counter in front of him. The object is made of a hardened silver. It stands on a circular base with a shaft about a foot long. A circular opening sits at the top with a sun-like rays sculpted from the circle. A dwarven-like writing is etched around the circular opening. The three of you have not been able to determine anything about this artifact. Oh, what is this? What is this? Where did you find something so exquisite? He leans in close to it, looking at it from top to bottom. Are you familiar with anything of this? Well, where did you find it? We care not to say where we found it, sir, but that we, that we have it in front of you and we would like you to make an offer on it. Hmm. We went through great trouble to retrieve this. I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? I've never seen anything like this, no. The dwarven writing is different. Something I don't recognize. Were we able to read it? No. You also don't know what it is, uh, what it what it says. It's it's such an ancient form of dwarven writing that like It's like true Latin. Yes. Hmm. Well let's let's try to activate it, shall we? Dillman pulls a very small wand from his many vest pockets with a, with tools in them. The wand is about the length of his hand. I call this the Disruptor. It activates magical artifacts. It can be dangerous sometimes, but we don't know what we're working with if we don't make it do something, right? I'll just step over here. He takes the wand and taps the circular base of the artifact. A white spark ignites like static electricity between the wand and the artifact, but nothing happens. Hmm. Is that normal? It tells me something. 500 gold pieces. Unacceptable, sir. Okay. Well, 
In order for me to make a new offer, I'll have to continue researching. Shall I continue? I say yes. Of course, sir. Please. He then takes the wand and scrapes it across the open circle at the top. The runes etched around the circle then start to glow a dark yellow. Halfway through, he stops, and the yellow light fades away. Yellow? All right. Now we are working with something. Whatever this thing does, it has something to do with conjuration. So here's where we begin the negotiation of price in my eyes. I can continue doing research on the object to possibly find the real workings of it, or I can give you what I think it's worth now, which is now a thousand gold pieces. Deal or no deal? I say no deal, and let's keep exploring what this thing can do. No deal, sir. We went through great many perils to acquire this item. Okay, so you want me to keep looking? Well, well, of course. He takes the wand and pokes it through the circular opening on the artifact. Nothing happens. He continues to do little things here and there, but nothing seems to make the object react like scraping the wand along the writing path of the runes. Hmm. My offer now sits at 50 gold. I'll tell him it's from Ladralden. Maybe he'll offer more. He didn't hear you. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> Does it matter where it came from? That could help. We found it in Ladraldon. Oh, you've traveled far. Yeah. As I said, we went through great peril to acquire this item. I've had many artifacts into my shop from that land, but nothing like this. Tell me, did it react in any way when you found it? Was there a bright light, a thump, a shake, maybe a whisper? The earth shuddered when we neared it. Shuddered, huh? Hmm. That might mean that it's connected to that location. It was very well hidden. And did you not say, sir, that this was a type of conjuration item? That is correct. Hmm. All right. With it being from Ladrelden, and not many treasure hunters willing to delve that deep into those mountains, I'll put my offer up to 200 gold pieces. Weren't we at a thousand not that long ago? What changed your mind? I don't know what it really does yet. Do you think we should completely activate it? While I stand over there. Do you think it'll be dangerous? There's no telling. Well, sir, I believe that I am much more capable of defending myself, so bring it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking less than a thousand, so we better. I want to know what this thing does. Okay, here we go. Dillman takes the disruptor and slowly scrapes the hoop of the artifact. The ancient dwarven-like runes begin to glow a dark yellow again. He completes the circle and moves the disruptor away. He leans in closer to see if anything is happening. And then your eardrums are pounded with a large boom. A force pushes out both ends of the hoop, throwing Dillman against the wall and making him fall unconscious. The expulsion of forces knocks the three of you back 15 feet and to the floor on your backs. The audible boom seemed like it could have been heard a mile away. The glass cases shatter all around you. You shield yourselves from the glass shards as they fly like shrapnel all around the room. Give me dexterity saves. Crit. Cool. 23. All right. 22. All right. So you all succeed, but... The glass shrapnel like pierces your forearms and your legs and etc. But it just doesn't do as much damage as it could have done. Judette, you take four damage. Marin, you take two. 
Kyle, you take three. You then look at the artifact to see a yellow beam of light shining from the hoop down to the ground, like using a magnifying glass under the sun. The pinpoint size area on the ground begins to sizzle, and the wooden floors of the shop begin to bulge upwards. The three of you back up as a stone hand punches upward through the wood planks, sending splinters around the area. Now give me dexterity saves again. 15. 15. Judette and Heil, you crawl behind a wooden counter. But Marin, you find yourself trapped as the wooden splinters bounce around the room. You take another two damage. Now give me initiatives. You see a large stone golem crawl out of the ground. His head is like stacks of stone melded together. His eyes glow with a yellow aura. It stands roughly 10 to 12 feet tall. Its arms are as thick as your bodies. Its fists double or triple the sizes of your heads. Heil, you're first. All right, I'm going to peek over the counter enough to ready my bow, my short bow, and I'm going to take a shot at him. All right, let's get that attack. 20. That's a hit. All right, and that's eight damage. Eight damage. The arrow flies true and hits the stone golem right in its chest, but the arrow just splinters and breaks. After Heil is Judette. Marin, take cover, and I throw two daggers. All right, let's get those attacks then. 19. 19's a hit for the first one. You want to throw the second one as well? 11. 11's a miss. Give me the damage for the first one. Five damage. All right. You take your two daggers and you pull them from your cloak and hurl these two daggers in a perfect spin. One of them, though, kind of bounces off of his shoulder and just doesn't seem to really have any kind of reaction to the stone. But the other one kind of impales and takes a chip of the stone out and then just kind of falls to the ground. After Judette is Marin. I would like to take cover and fire off a bolt for my hand crossbow. All right. So you'll, uh, do you want to move like behind Judette or behind uh, Heil? Uh, I'll, I'll dip behind the counter with Heil. All right. You place your hand crossbow on the counter and aim carefully and you take a shot. Give me the attack. 24. 24 is a hit. Give me the damage. Four. The bolt flies true, hits the golem right in the neck. However, the bolt just kind of ricochets off and hits like goes into one of the glass counters. Next up is the golem. The golem rushes forward and uses one fist to attack the right side and one fist to attack the left side. Both Judette and Heil are in the target range. Judette, that's a nine against you. No hit. And a 21 against you, Heil. That's a hit. Heil, you take 10 damage. His stone fists slam down on both sides, causing the wooden floors to erupt up into a wooden splinter area again. Heil, you take the hit, knocking you back and into Marin, who's also hiding behind the counter with you. While Judette, you take a step back, dodging the attack. Next up is Heil. All right, now which way is the golem facing at this point? Um, he's actually kind of flanked by y'all. Uh, so he's kind of watching, looking straight at the door because he used one fist on one side and one fist on the other. So he's not really looking at anyone specifically and how close am i that is 15 feet away 
All right, I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike on my next attack with the short bow. All right, give me the attack. And if you hit, you'll get Colossus Slayer damage. That's a 10. 10 is a miss. The arrow flies overhead and hits like the, the ceiling of the shop. And you see like roots kind of grab hold of the roof, holding the arrow in place. After Hyle is Judette. I'll cast Hail of Thorns and okay. try and knock him off balance so that Ooh. we can take cover. All right. So you want to cast Hail of Thorns and throw like a dagger? It's a bonus action. So I'm going to throw one dagger. Okay. Let's give me the attack on the dagger then. Seven. Seven is a miss. Is there anything we can do to just unsummon this guy or do we have to actually <laughs> kill him? Can we put the lid Un-conjure? back on her? Yeah. Can we put the lid back on that that thing? Close it. Close it. Yeah. Think of it like a mirror. Oh, okay. It's like a mini portal kind of thing. I was having trouble with actually Like a magnifying it. glass. A magnifying glass without the glass inside. Okay. It's, a big, sh- ma- it's a big magnifying glass. What if I glass. shot it with an arrow? Mm, you can try. Well, it's my turn, so wait. <laughs> You take a dagger from your cloak and you throw it at the golem, but it pierces the wall above the door, throwing it over the golem. And then you see like three other daggers kind of appear out of nowhere and just kind of pierce into the wall right next to it. And after Judette is Marin. How close am I to the portal thing? It's not a portal. Or the the, the conjuration the device. The artifact? Yeah, the, dev- the artifact. Okay. Uh, the artifact is about 35 feet from you. I'm just gonna go ahead and try. I want to try to shoot it with a uh, with my hand crossbow. Okay. Do you want to move as well? Yeah, I'll move down the wall, but stay behind the the counters. Okay. Are there any cool artifacts in here we could use against this thing? I also considered that because it's a pretty cool shop, right? Um, if you want to try and find something that could help, you're going to do it. You're going to need to do an investigation check for your action. While wow, there's a golem smashing around in the room great don't worry he's pretty focused on me right now mm. all right so if you want to still shoot for the artifact with your bow give me the attack 24 24 hits the artifact you release the bolt as you're running down the side of the counter and it flies true hitting the artifact like dead center right below the hoop of it and it knocks it down to the ground but it doesn't seem to do anything we can't sell it if you break it <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted to at least try it yeah. Maybe a wasted I mean, turn, sense. but whatever. You just diminish the value. Seems to be <laughs> yeah. That's coming out of your cut, Mary. I'm pretty sure there's no value anymore. What if we just open the front door and let him... <laughs> See you, dude! <laughs> Throw a sandwich outside. <laughs> Maybe that purple and white tiger can help us now. After Marin is the golem. The closest target, however, is Heil, so the golem focuses on Heil, charging directly at him. Heil, I need a dexterity saving throw. I roll a nine. All right. The golem charges for you, punching you in the gut and pushing you against the wall. And it opens up a hole in the wall of the shop, knocking you into the alley outside of the shop with the golem following you. Nice. Fuck me, right? (laughs) I got this, guys. Just get the loot. (laughs) Rob this old man blind. The attack does 12 damage in total. Nate. <laughs> You're really getting the shaft over there, buddy. Yeah. I'm getting the tip, the shaft, and the balls. <laughs> After the golem is Hyle's turn. Do you already have good berries? No. You don't. I do, do not. Have... I did not pre-make them. I did not imagine. I, can I was going to get my shit kicked yeah, in in the next twelve once, seconds. And you have to. It's a touch spell as well. Yeah, you have mm. to be. And I'm about to run the fuck away. You need to run the fuck to me. I'm protecting my sister. I'm not bringing the golem back inside. I'm going to the alley. To let him kill strays and hopefully it had attract a golem or dwarf army. Are there windows or anything that I can? No, the leap place is pretty of? much covered with like paintings and incense, keeping it kind of dark and mysterious. Ah, yeah. 
All right, for my turn, I'm going to disengage and I'm going to aim, run for the street. Okay. In front of the shop. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine like Pee Wee Herman running and <laughs> arms up. Yeah. You roll out from underneath the golem and run into the street, dipping away and disengaging from this attack. Judette, your turn. Before I run out into the street to protect my brother, I want to scour the walls and see if I find anything that can help me. Okay. Give me an investigation check. 20. All right. I like where this is going. Coming to get you, bro. I don't need no help. All right. Give me a D100 roll. 39. All right. You find a red staff with yellow, like a yellow base. It's about two feet in length. You think this might be some sort of magic item? I mean, I'm using this bitch. All right, so you grab it by the like it's by its handle, and what are you doing from there? I'm gonna move outside and try and get move. him in my side. You can't get outside yet mm -hmm. because you don't have the movement. So I can still. Yeah, because he busted through that wall. Because that might oh. be a range sort of magical staff. That's a pew pew staff. It might be. Point it at him. See what happens. Think about it real hard. <laughs> Just whip it out and see what he does. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to whip it out. Uh. <laughs> right. Alakazam! Abdabba Cabrabba. I want to run to where I can see the golem through the opening in the wall and point the staff at him. All right. Uh, give me an arcana check. Eight. So you take the staff and you just point it at him and you see like a little bit of a fire kind of glow on the end of the staff and then it just kind of sizzles out. Mm. Is that the end of my turn? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, don't throw it away. We can might oh, sell no, that I'm, later. You might can hit him with it. Too. I'm going to try We're stealing again. it. Yeah, we're going to yeah. take that. <laughs> well, not only am I going to try again, but I am taking this. Grab something else on the Five way out the door. finger discount. You go inside and grab some other stuff. What? I'm what busy kind of dying in the street. Into? <laughs> I'm bleeding to death in the street out here. He just collapsed my diaphragm with a punch. <laughs> After Judette is Marin. So our uh, the pickle man. <laughs> uh, Dillman? Di yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dillman, uh, he is, he's out. He's unconscious, He's I currently guess. unconscious, yes. Okay. Kind of a big deal, man. Uh. <laughs> um, his uh, disruptor. I want to go snag that. Mm. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation check. 16. All right. You run over to his unconscious body and you kind of dig between the wooden debris that's all over the place. And you do find the disruptor wand. Okay, can I do a, like a movement? Can I just like run? You can't general... run any further from there um, unless you aren't. No, I'll let you run again, but you can't Am I do it. range of the the magical artifact? Oh, do you want to like try and touch the artifact with it? Yeah. All right, give me a uh, perception check. <laughs> Dave's face right now. <laughs> Thinking about it, you actually don't require a perception check for this. So you walk over to the artifact and you kind of prop it back up from whenever you knocked it over with the bow. And then you see something. With mine eyes. You look at the hoop of the artifact as you prop it back up, and you see the face of a dwarven man with weapons on wall racks behind him. You see him rear back in laughter, but hear nothing. Can I can I I wanna yell I wanna yell at the guy like, hey, take it back. Or no, I'm gonna say, Sir, please reel in your monster. He just kinda he just kinda like keeps laughing and he's obviously very entertained by the fact that the that y'all activated this thing. There are people dying in the street. Reel in this beast. And that's where we're in your turn. <laughs> okay. I think technically this is all my fault. Now that I think about it. I don't it. know. I think we were yeah, all activated. We were all pretty greedy. 
I'm I paying for it. Don't you. worry, guys. I was guys. pushing you. Listen, you need to come to me because I can heal you. I'm not going back in there. Dude. Dudette, no. <laughs> it's oh, Judette. Let's get it oh, right. I didn't realize that play on words I just did. Yeah. Oh. The golem turns and rushes back into the shop as it eyes you down, Judette. It runs for you and then just does like a big uppercut with its arm. 14. No hit. You swiftly dodge to the left, back behind the counter and onto the ground as the uppercut punches the wall and tears that section of the shop apart. The Dilly Man has new windows. After the golem is high. Side note, I do want to make a point that you went to the old man that was passed out. <laughs> did nothing to care for him. No. But did rob him. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't care. <laughs> Just looking about at your, your profile at this point. All right. <laughs> All right. Um. For this one, I'm going to have to. I'm going to make some good berries. Okay. How long does that take? <laughs> it's one cast. It's one berries. cast. Okay. I also want to yell at Judette to get out of the store. Judette, get out of there! And then you cast good berries, which will take away one health, and then you'll gain nine. If you want to eat all ten of them, then you'll gain nine. After Heil is Judette. I'm just wondering if I should try and use this weapon again at him or at this dwarf that's laughing at us through. This artifact. Your call. Do I get don't, to? Don't lost them. This is ah, your call. Shit. This is your call. Well, I do. I do want to run away, so I am going to run towards the artifact, okay. and I'm going to try to use the weapon that I took off the wall to do damage to the laughing asshole dwarf inside the art- the artifact. So you want to sh- you want to try and shoot it with yes, the staff because you're hoping that it's some sort of range thing. Okay, uh, give me another Arcana check. She's going to set the store on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no. You, Go ahead. No, you you made it. You yeah. made... 17. So you take this like two foot long rod and you kind of wave it around a little bit and then like poke your hand out at the artifact and a fireball shoots from the staff. Right by Dillman. <laughs> right into the area where Dillman and Marin Poor are. Dillman. He's going to be a fraud pickle now. So are you. Marin, give me a dexterity saving throw. I guess I need to give Dillman some HP here real quick. <laughs> so you can take it away. <laughs> yeah. So you can see if she kills him. <laughs> oh, God. That was bad. Oh, that's bad, too. Mm. Not again, Judette. <laughs> we can only go to so many different towns. This is going to weigh heavily on my conscience. Not mine. This is why. It's going to weigh heavily on my uh, HP. <laughs> All right, what's your dexterity saving throw? 16. All right, you actually succeed, but that means you take Whoa. half damage. Uh, so now, Judette, roll me 2d6. Y'all made this a lot more chaotic than I was expecting. Four plus five is nine. So you'll take four damage, Marin. Marin, you dodge out of the way and then look back to see this five foot diameter flaming sphere just kind of hovering at the art, like on top of the artifact. And then you look down to Dillman and he is on fire. <laughs> All right, um, first, before we get into that, uh, how much damage did you say I took? Four? Four. Okay. Dillman, we barely knew ye. He had nine HP. <laughs> <laughs> no, he t- did he take. Full like, damage? Yeah. Is he? Oh, no. Did he's, you just kill him? He's more unconscious than he was before. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and dish out some of that damage to me while I'm in the street? Also, Judette, you feel the rod kind of shaking in your hand, and it like won't move from pointing at the flaming sphere. And then you kind of feel it loosen up a little bit. And as you move it just a little bit, the flaming sphere moves into the area where you're pointing it. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Smack that golem Smack. so Smack hard. It. 
Love. And after Judette is Marin. Uh, as a free action, can I just like try to reach into the where this dude is? Sure. The the dwarf guy. Oh well, no, that's on fire now. Mm. It's it's in Great. the flaming sphere. Fantastic. <laughs> so was I knocked back or? Yeah, you dodged backwards. I'm willing to cure whoever gets to me first. And dude's on fire. Dillman is on fire. <laughs> but yes. there is a giant ball of fire in between us. <laughs> yes, he gets for lowballing the, us. The flaming ball of the flaming sphere is like hovering above it, above him. Can on I, top of the artifact. Can he see that I have control of the sphere? Who, Dillman? No, no Dillman can't see <laughs> Dillman shit. Dillman I mean, shit. does Marin... Dillman may not even have a face anymore. <laughs> um, can Marin tell that I've got somewhat... Marin, give me a, um insight check. 15. You can tell from the distance that it looks like Judette is controlling this flaming sphere with some sort of wand or staff or something. And you know okay, where I'm Okay, can I uh, just... Hold my turn. Yeah, you can delay. Okay, I'll, I just want to delay. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you well, know. Well, I'm at the end of the round, aren't I? Yeah, the golem's after you, and then it's the end of the turn. I just want to fire off a, a bolt from my hand crossbow. Okay, give me the attack. 20. That's a hit. Eight damage. All right. The bolt flies in a perfect arc across the room, hitting the golem right into its chest. But again, the bolt seems to just kind of bounce off. And after Marin is the golem who rushes down the side of the of the behind the counter right at you, Jadette. But as he's running, he's so large, he's actually tearing apart the counter behind like to the side of him trying to get through to you, slowing him down a little bit. And then he tries to slam down from above on you. Uh, give me I'm going to roll attack against you. And that's a 15. No hit. Wait, what's your AC? 16. Oh, shit. Okay. Beast mode. I taught her that. (laughs) (laughs) You uh, quickly dodge to the right, and the fist just kind of slams into the wooden planks on the ground. You can take no damage. After the golem is Heil. All right, at this point, I'm going to move into the shop. Okay. Gain some HP back. Before you move into the shop, you actually look around in the street, and you see like everyone, like there are people in the street, but they can't tell what's happening. They just hear all this commotion, and they're just looking at you strangely and what's and and at the shop. And shouting is a free action. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna shout to the crowd. Okay. Feel free to help me kill this thing. What thing? As you run into the shop. Oh, whatever. I want to go a little more forward to where I have a better angle at shooting at him without also shooting at her. So you're gonna use your short bow. I'm going to take the short bow out, and I'm going to shoot him. All right. 11. With an 11, you pull on the short bow string. But you don't pull just tight enough, and you kind of let the bow fly loosely. It just kind of bounces against the back of the golem and just falls to the ground. After Heil is Judette. I Give it to him. am going to grasp the staff and just whip it towards the golem. Okay. So you move the flaming sphere right onto the go- onto the golem, and the flaming sphere just kind of hovers on top of it as it tries to like knock it away. Uh, roll two d six for me. Eight. All right. You see that its its stone kind of chars up a little bit um, as you just kind of hover this flaming sphere on top of it. Do you want to move it all with that? I, I just mean, put some distance between you and it. I will a back bit. up. That sounded like a hint. I will back yeah. up. I will back up. Quickly. Into the corner. <laughs> Judith, I said get yeah, out. around the corner. Yeah, sure. I said get out, not go further in. <laughs> well, I can't get past him. You're a bad sister. <laughs> After Judith is Marin. How far am I from the uh, the artifact? Uh, you're about 10 feet. So can I go over there and try to reach into it? Sure. 
You just want to put your hand through it? Yep. Nope. Yeah. I just want to stuff my hand in there and see if see if I can like enter into that dude's gotcha. zone. So you run over to the artifact and quickly just push your hand into the hoop of it, and it seems to like kind of dissipate for a second, like it's some sort of illusion and you just disturbed it, and you bring your hand back and it doesn't appear to have gone into any other room or anything. Am I close enough to uh, do a sneak attack? So with a sneak attack, basically you get that damage anytime you get advantage on the attack. So I could just dip behind the counter where I am. So as a bonus action with cunning action, you can attempt to hide and then take an action after that. So uh, give me a stealth check. You'll try and like hide behind the counter, basically. And he's going to do a perception against you. 12. And you succeed. So you want to pop up with your hand crossbow and try to do sneak attack? Well, I'd like to sneak attack with my rapier, but I'd have to be within like yeah, that's close amazing. range. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll just use uh, my hand crossbow then. Okay. 19. That's a hit. So now you'll roll the damage for the crossbow and then two extra D6. So that's six, five, and three. 14. 14 damage. All right. The bolt flies true and hits it like side in the, head, in the side of its head. Um, and you actually hit it so hard. Like the bolt hits so like directly into like the surface area of its head. It ex- like the bolt just to kind of explodes into splinters. The golem facing towards you, Judad, actually charges towards you through the counters, destroying the counters. Man, this dude better have insurance on this shop. <laughs> I don't think he... I, I, I think, think he's uh, over it. I think it. it's more important <laughs> if he has life insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An eight for the attack. He misses. Mm. I'm going to actually make him take a dexterity save. He continues to stand, though, in the like destroyed counters as he tries to pound you against the wall, but he missed, but you miss, and his fist just kind of destroys that section of the wall. And after the golem is Heil. I'm really risking run and win with the, the dual sword melee. Yeah, I feel like that's something he would do to help save his sister. Okay. All right, so I'm going to move to, I'm going to charge towards the golem, and I'm going to draw my dual wielding short swords. And I'm going to attack him in the back. All right. You actually get advantage in this situation because you're flanking him. All right. Um, that puts, it was a 23. All right. 23 is a hit. So you'll roll the second one. 16. 16's uh, actually a miss. Uh, so the first one hits. Give me the damage for the first attack. So I'm at 11 damage. All right. You take the short sword and you pound it into its chest, like trying to pierce its back. And then you take the other one and just kind of like slap it against him with like a slash, but it doesn't really do any damage. You take like a, some chips of stone off of his back, basically. And after Heil is Judette. I'm going to, I want to heal Heil, but I don't know if I can make it around the golem to get to him. Without disengaging and re- you won't be able to do it without giving the golem an opportunity attack. Also, though, the ball is hovering. Um, it's actually him. not right now because he moved forward on top of you. Okay. So the flaming sphere is kind of hanging out behind. I'm worried that if I like try to engage him with the flaming sphere that I'm going to hit Heil. It's possible. Mm. I'm going to disengage and try to work my way around him okay. to get to Heil. Now, if you disengage, that's going to be your whole turn. Mm. I, he's just so close to Heil. I'm afraid that if I do anything to him, it's going to hurt him so but i mean i guess i could hop over dillman's flaming corpse you could yeah 
I could you could throw Dillman's flaming corpse <laughs> at him. <laughs> I, mean, I, I still would have to disengage that fireball, right? If I just run, if I just move, the fireball is still part of. I mean, you're going to be moving the flaming sphere as you point that staff anywhere, mm. probably. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned. Could I? Put it back. <laughs> Put it back <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> hurdle Dillman's flaming body while pointing the staff towards the middle of the room and head towards the middle of the room. You can? I would like to do that. Well, there's a counter in your way, so you won't be able to head towards the middle of the room. Okay. Unless you want to jump over the counter. I do need to scale this counter. Okay. Um, so that's going to kill some of your movement speed. So it'll half it, basically. So you will only be able to move 15 feet. I just need to get some fresh perspective on this golem. So after Judad is Marin. Okay, I want to investigate and see if there's anything useful uh, in the shop. So you're going to try and pull a Judette and try and find a, find an item? Let's let's go for it. All right, give me an investigation check. 20. All right, 20. Let's see what we find. Marin, give me a D100 roll. 30. All right, roll a D6 and just tell me the number. Five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you find a wand in the glass case. Well, the glass has all been shattered, but in the case without the glass, you find a wand that has different animals inscribed on the side of it. Um, I want to take the wand and with a flourish of my wrist, point it into at the with the flourish, say, Alakazam! <laughs> Give me a arcana check. Seventeen. Yes. You just summoned a bull in a china shop. <laughs> so you take the wand and do a little flourish with it and point it at the golem quickly. And I have to do a something for him. <laughs> and you see him kind of shake a little bit and start to morph, and then he turns quickly into a sheep. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and after Marin's turn is the golem's turn. You mean the sheep? Who's now a sheep <laughs> who just kind of like circles in his little area oh for God. like one turn, just like completely confused. And we're back at the top of the this order, is, bringing it to Heil. This is amazing. I would like to interject and say, hogtie that creature. <laughs> <laughs> that, that changes things up for sure. Like, I don't know if like, do I kill the sheep? I do mean, I how do you feel and... about it? I just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring those short swords down on, onto the critter. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask, but would he take more damage as in... We don't even know, man. We're in uncharted territory. <laughs> I mean, All right, I'm go going ham to... on that he thing. He just made a golem a sheep. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for my turn, I'm going to stab the sheep. <laughs> With my dual wielding swords, short okay. swords. Give me um, the short sword attacks with advantage. Uh, 25 on the first one. That's a hit. 25 on the second one. Both hit. So give me the damage with 100 Colossus on each, or Colossus Slayer on each. 12 on the first one. 14 for the second. So it's 26 damage total? Yes. All right, so you take your short swords and you just stab into the back of the top of the sheep and just impale it completely and then pull your short swords out and blood just kind of sprays onto the wall and behind it. And Judette, it's now your turn. All right, I still have the staff firmly in my hands. Fireball overhead. I know. Bring the fireball down 
okay. directly on top of the wounded sheep. Okay. Uh, give me an arcana check. Five. <laughs> you could have so, healed me. So as you bring the staff around and try to aim the fire, the flaming sphere <laughs> on Dillman, top of the... No! <laughs> the Dilly Man! <laughs> the flaming sphere onto the sheep. The flaming sphere dissipates, but you still move, like, still go through with your movement. And then you aim it at the at the polymorphed golem, who is now a sheep. And roll me um, a dexterity save. She's going to turn it into, like, a blue whale or something. Oh, my gosh. Roll me a dexterity save, Hyle. Oh, that's Hyle. Yeah, that's Hyle. <sighs> yeah, you better quick on them Sorry, feet. Bro. That thing might be about to get <laughs> real big. 25 for dexterity save. All right, that's a success. Awesome, brother. You're welcome for not killing me. Mm. <laughs> I think our parents are dead. I would have to answer for that. Yeah, good thing you killed them, apparently. <laughs> and then give me, um, uh, Judah, give me three spell attacks. Fifteen. Nine. Twenty-four. Uh, two of those hit. So give me, give me 4d6 <laughs> as three scorching rays shoot out of the staff. Thirteen. All right. The flaming rays shoot at the sheep, lighting it on fire. <laughs> I'm becoming very good at lighting things on fire. People, on people monsters on fire. And after Judette is Marin. Okay. Um, since I'm at the end of the counter, can I just jump up on the counter, run towards it, and I'm going to jump in the air with my short sword and dagger and come down. Yes, you Get can do that. The old stabberuski. You can definitely do that. Uh, Lamb and because shish of, And because Lamb of your short shops. story work, that won't slow down your movement at all to climb onto that uh, counter. So give me the two attacks with advantage. Okay. So that's 10. Wait, with advantage? Uh, well, yeah, I rolled a four, then a 10. So 10 plus your attack. So 15. That's a hit. Good thing I got advantage on that. 12. Both attacks it, so give me the damage for each with sneak attack on each. The AC changes when it becomes a sheep. Okay. <laughs> I see you trying to figure out why the 16 yeah. missed earlier and the 15 hits now. I do see a huge problem coming. That we're all like right on top of it. And eventually he's going to not turn be a back sheep into anymore. A yeah. yeah. He's just going to explode well, in I was, size. I was right really hoping us. that we could kill, kill it before yeah, it turns why, back into a sheep that's why or into like, a golem. Swords deep in this helpless animal. <laughs> yeah, we're all like stabbing it. 1d6 plus 3 is 8. And then let's go ahead and do the 2d6 for sneak attack. 2 and 5. All right, so that's 15 damage with the short sword alone. Now let's do the dagger. 7, 1, and 5. All right, so that's 13 damage with that. So that's 28 damage total. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> In the golem's turn, he erupts back into form. Heil and Marin, give me dexterity saves as y'all are right on top of him. I rolled a nine. Uh, 19. All right. Uh, Heil, you are knocked back as he erupts back into form, doing four damage. And both of you are knocked back 10 feet. Is he, like, happy now? Like, is he... How's he doing? 
The golem? Yeah. Happy? I don't think you can tell <laughs> if he has any emotion at all. <laughs> uh, but he does turn around and tries to attack one of you. Let's roll a dice to see which one. One, two, three. He turns to you, Heil, and tries to attack. Even though I was just knocked. Poor Heil. Bring it. Let's he, do this. He doesn't like you, Heil. He does not. Mm-mm. Does a nine hit? No. Does a 15 hit? We're matched. Defender wins. So you dodge both slam attacks as he brings his stone fist down. And then after the golem, we're back to Heil. In the same, in one turn, can I step away to the wall, grab an item, and attack with it? Maybe. Depends on what you find. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is going to be my version of wild magic. So yes, I'm going to uh, reach for the nearest item on the wall while moving back, grabbing whatever the item is. Right, give me an investigation check. You grab a potted plant. 10 for investigation. <laughs> All right. Give me a D100 roll. 73. You find a yellow wand with a thin purple stripe going along the side of it. I want to attempt to use this wand. All right. Aiming at the golem. Give me an arcana check. Too close for this. Brother, no. (laughs) I hear her, but keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) 17. All right. So you flick your wrist with the wand and point it at it like you've seen the other two basically do. And uh, you see this purple ball kind of start to illuminate on the side like at the tip of the wand and then it shoots towards the towards the golem give me a spell attack with that it's a 22 22 all right this purple ball flies across the room almost kind of slowly and the golem just kind of looks at it confused and it just kind of hits him in the chest and then you see him like gloss over in this weird purple aura and then disappear (laughs) shit i mean problem solved we should have thrown the dead body with him. But I, Somebody is it invisible loot. or is it gone? Loot Dillman. Please tell me here. it teleported. Please tell me it teleported you, somewhere You made else. it invisible. Oh, you definitely made it invisible. <laughs> Do we notice any damage or any change where he was just at? Well, so after he like kind of disappears, it kind of leaves, like, leaves this little purple sparks that go through the air and then they just kind of dissipate. And now we are on... Judette's turn. Mm. I'm assuming since we're still in initiatives, he's not gone. No, he's not gone. <laughs> no, yeah. Now I just have to take this fireball and hit an invisible target. No, the fireball's not there anymore it's because it, that yeah, you, you shot, shot the blast. You shot out. the rays instead. Oh. Like it somehow changed to a different spell. Because you have no fucking clue what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still getting more shit done than you, so. I made him go away. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> All right, Judette, it's your turn. Okay. I guess I'm going to attack with the staff where he was last. Since there's <laughs> nobody over there. Like, <laughs> I mean, you could run to somebody well, and cure. True. Okay, I'm going to uh, gonna run to my beloved brother. Dear sister, help me, please. And I'm going to cure wounds on All right. Heil. All right. I heal Heil for seven HP. Thank you, sister. And then after Judette is Marin. Marin is in quite a quandary. <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to uh, use my cunning action to uh, dip behind the counter and uh, just kind of disappear. All right. Give me a stealth check. 21. All right. Now, that was a bonus action if you use cunning action, so you get a full action still. Well, I would like to attack, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I could use my wand to maybe try to turn it into another critter. 
But uh, do it. But you can't see it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you want to look for something new? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I'll still have. I'll put it in my pocket. Right. I'll, sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's look for another one. I'm and I st- will I still be hidden after I've done that? Yeah, you can just kind of look in the counters, basically. Also, um, we're gonna steal everything. Yeah. So, so I would like to search for another advantageous item in the, right. in the area around. Right, give me. me an investigation check. Ten. All right. Roll a d one hundred for me. 70. Yeah, we are actually criminals at this point. We didn't kill that guy. Oh, no, you I did kill totally, that guy. I totally He was unconscious, him. and then you burned him alive. Yeah. yeah. No, we're wanted criminals. No, no, yeah, we got to oh, get Oh, yeah, out I was here. already wanted. You don't know me. I'm no. cast Fog Cloud, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Wanted. Wanted. Dead or alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Dave's face again. You, uh... You find a small bag that's made of rust. A bag <laughs> made of rust. Yeah. But how a even? rusty bag? A rusty bag. Okay. Is it like like a this like a crown bag that's just rusty on the outside? Yeah. Why not? I would like to uh empty the contents into my hand. All right. You uh empty the contents into your hand and you find a little ball made of fur. Do it does it, is it recognizable to me? Does it Give you look like a check. creature that I've ever seen? Okay. Eight. You have no clue what this is. <laughs> Lucky rabbit's foot. Is there something else you want to do? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I'm just gonna I might just hang on to it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to throw that into the middle of the room or if it lives mm-hmm. in a rusty bag. I mean you could. When you say rusty, <laughs> like Am I gonna? I'm just grenade grenade this thing into the middle of the room. I'm gonna pull a pin and duck back behind the shelf. You wanna duck. throw it? I'm gonna duck back behind the counter. You wanna like? Where do you do you wanna throw it anywhere specifically? In the general direction of where that golem disappeared. Okay. Uh, give me a <laughs> a, duck, yeah. a ranged attack. So uh, if I die, I don't even care. <laughs> give me a ranged attack. Thirteen. All right. Now give me. Now roll a d8 for me. Four. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Maniacal laughter is never good. You throw this ball of fur into the general direction of where the golem disappeared, and when it hits the ground, it poofs, and then a goat is there. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so we, did we just change the golem into a goat? No, no. Oh, just made a I goat. I just made a goat in the middle of the room. <laughs> oh my! Oh, it's like Jurassic Park. It's gonna uh, the golem is gonna be like. Oh, Hell yes, a goat. And it's like bait, like Jurassic Park. He's going to come out and get it. I'm going to kill the goat. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid goat. So crossbow. (laughs) So after Baron's turn is the golem's turn. And you see that purple spark kind of start to like sizzle above the ceiling where he was. And then like a little purple circle pops open and the golem falls down through it. And lands on the goat. (laughs) Smashing the goat in two. Just just like Jurassic Park. (laughs) Just squishing the goat and a blood splatter goes everywhere. <laughs> we have killed so much today. Appropriate. Yeah. So and- much farm animal death. <laughs> Just imagining that he had three seconds of life. <laughs> He's like, whoa, where am I? I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> I'm finally out of that rusty bag. <laughs> The golem's on his back, prone, and now it is back at the top of the order, which yes. is Kyle. Oh, he's prone? Yeah, yeah, he's on his back. 
he was basically just falling through a void mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> did he did he take any damage? You know, it was a good call. Yeah, Let's see. He hit the ground pretty hard. I, I imagine it hard it enough to kill a goat. Do goats? Does this one have horns? Like, did it so, stab him in so, the butthole? So that was his turn to come back. Yeah. <laughs> did we do butthole I'm just, damage? I'm imagining yeah. the. Did, did any of those horns go up his butt? Hi, your turn. I'm going to draw my short swords again. I'm going to run in dual wielding, and I'm going to attack. Because he's prone, you get advantage. All right, the uh, 18 and 6, so uh, 24. That's a hit for the second attack. Crit. All right. Uh, first crit of the game. Give <laughs> nice. me a d20 roll raw. Just roll the d20. Raw. Give it raw to him raw. It. Get up in there and really knock him around. <laughs> I'm not into the raw roll. As a 16. Roll again. 12. All right. The way this critical roll, critical works is you get max damage for the attack. And now you also get to have an extra die. So you, you don't have to roll anything for the uh, second attack. So that's 18 damage for the critical. Now give me the roll, roll the damage for the natural attack. So that is a uh, 10. All right, 28 damage total. And you can tell, like, as you're, like, hitting him with these short swords, you give kind of a a once-over with your eyes with him. And you see that, like, a lot of him is broken off at this point. Like, lots of cracks and breaks on his stone body. And we're back to Judette. All right, I want to sprint for daggers in hand. And what are you going to do with the uh, staff? Well, I don't want to get that fireball back right now. I want to. So, what are you going to do with it, though? (sighs) Hold on. You can't sheath it or anything. You want to throw it down the ground, or? Mm. Actually, I'm right back to where I picked it up from, so I could stow it. on the wall back where I had it. Okay. Gently. <laughs> All right, so you walk over to the wall and just kind of put it back just onto its casually like, onto its rack, and then you run over to the give it a little golem. coming back for you, baby. <laughs> and you give it, you run over to the golem, S- sprint over, jump into the air. I'm coming down, and I'm just gonna go crazy on his face with these daggers. All right, give drag me the style. attack. Yes, drag style. This is with advantage because he's still prone. Thirteen. Thirteen's a miss. Okay. And but you you but got advantage. Did you roll it twice? Did you roll it twice? I did. Okay. Uh, so your first attack misses. Then what about the second attack? Okay. You rolled your twenties twice again. No. Twelve. Both misses. <laughs> you take the daggers and you try and just dat like stab into the stone, but it's like doing like no penetration to the stone at all. So disappointing. Marin, I'm giving it my best shot though. Okay. Am I still uh, hidden? Yeah. So I can sneak attack. Yeah. All right. But I'm still on top of him. And he's prone, so I get advantage, right? Am I still on top of him? I mean, you're not like on top of him. You're you're melee range. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to just go to town on him with the short sword and the dagger. Okay. 19. 19's a hit. 19. Yeah, that's a 20 for the second one. So yeah, that was hit. Is 8. And then a 2d6 for sneak attack is 2... And three. So 13 total for the first one. And the dagger is five, nine, and 14. 27 damage. All right. So you crack into the stone with your two weapons, and it you see like a yellow aura and light kind of piercing through these cracks. 
but he stands up and just kind of does this big wave with his arm trying to attack all three of you for 10 attacks, so I'm assuming it does not hit any of you. You all swiftly take a like duck down. We're back at the top of the order, which is Heil. I can't believe this thing is still alive. So the uh, the ore or bright light is exposed inside of him? Yes. I'm going for the cord with my <laughs> my two swords. I'm trying to stab him in the heart. All right, give me the attacks. 12 on the first one. 20 on the second. That's a hit. For eight damage. And the Colossus Slayer for nine damage total. Nine damage total. All right. You take your short sword and you swing at it and it just kind of clinks off the stone. And then you take your other one with your offhand and just kind of stab into one of the cracks. And you see the sword kind of react and shake and kind of hold on to the golem. And you're trying to hold on to the sword. And then an explosion occurs, knocking all three of you 20 feet back. It's going to hurt. <laughs> Judette, you take two damage. Marin, you take four. Heil, you take five. And you look up to see the stone golem shaking and crumbling, and then it just kind of falls to the ground into pieces of stone. You have defeated the stone golem. Yes! Uh, 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 uh. Slash and, sheep. And Dillman and goat. <laughs> <laughs> We have defeated the trifecta. You look around the room and uh, you look <laughs> towards the magical artifact that summoned the stone golem and you see inside of it still the dwarf watching curiously. And then after it's done, he like rears back in laughter and then he waves at you and then it just disappears. Judith, uh, are you all right? I, I'm fine. I want to I wanna snatch up the... Uh, the magical artifact and put it in the box and close it as quickly as possible. <laughs> it's like closing Jumanji. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. Guys, we've got to get out of here. We have done massive damage. You have done massive damage. <laughs> we have to get out of here. Yes. Grab what you can and let's leave. And then you see small specks of gray ash floating in the air. They swirl around a little bit and then you see some larger ones. The room starts to get a little darker. So you step outside and you look around and everyone seems to be as confused as you are in the city. They were kind of looking towards the shop, you could tell, because of all the commotion. But they've all kind of turned their eyes towards the horizon looking east. Larger pieces of gray ash begin to appear. More and more of them. The new sheets begin to appear in the air and are a little darker. These sheets of ash grow darker as the shadow gets darker as well. You look towards the east on the horizon where they're looking and you see a black wall pushing across the land. It's getting closer and closer to the town of Lambria. People begin to run in chaos towards the shoreline. Uh, do we see anything, or is it just just the ash and darkness that we see? It's just kind of ash and darkness in your uh, like immediate area, but on the horizon you see this black wall pushing towards you very fast. Hi, O'Marin, run! Hold on, guys. I don't see us being able to escape whatever this is. I think we should maybe take cover. I think we're going to try to escape it. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Let's, we're running away. It. Is it running, coming faster? Like We could run away from this, possibly? It's very far away. Oh, okay. But it's moving fast. Loot the store. Yeah, grab what you can. Grab what you can. Let's, let's go. Judith, let's go. Ahead of you, brother. So are y'all looting the store first? We're looting and we're getting we're the gonna fuck out of here. We're going to grab what we can. Who's looting? Because it doesn't I'm, look like Heil wants to loot. <laughs> 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 I 
Think of how many exits we just created inside this store. Marin loots. I'm going to grab a handful of stuff off the wall. All right. So you each <laughs> grab, we'll say, four different artifacts and weapons and things and just kind of hug them and just start booking it. Book it, baby. Does anyone see us do this? Who gives a fuck? They're no, all going to die. They're, everyone in the city's running away towards the shoreline. No, Shane. Grab what you can. Got yeah. it. Did anybody get Dillman's wallet? <laughs> the Dilly Man. <laughs> you run for the shoreline as obsidian-like sheets of ash float down from above you. A wind begins to push against your backs as you run. Give me dexterity saves. 19. 7. 25. You begin to feel the ground rumble. Looking behind you, you see that dark wall getting ever closer. Running through the streets of Lambria, the area is getting darker and darker, making it more and more difficult to find solid footing through this muddy, half-cobblestone streets. As the shaking continues, Marin, you lose footing, slowing you down. The darkness eventually is right on your tail and moving faster than you. You look forward to Heil and Judette reaching out your hand, hoping for some help, but the darkness takes hold of you, and you see nothing but black. Heil and Judette, you push forward to the shoreline with several hundred Lambria citizens. You try to find room on a pier to keep running, but get pushed off in the shallow beach waters. You begin to run as hard as you can through the water. Give me athletics checks. 17. 15. As you get hundreds of feet from the beach, the rumbling then abruptly stops. Water pushes against your backs and away from the shoreline. You turn to look behind and see a wall of black 10 feet from you, reaching high into the sky. People stand around in complete disarray, not knowing what this wall of black is. The year is now one. 